Welcome to the Play Your Way podcast. I am your host, Brian Miller. And I'm your other host, Ethan Mace. And today is episode 27. We're going to continue on with our retrospective series looking at the Nintendo DS, the iconic Nintendo DS. But before we get into it, make sure to follow us on Twitter at PYW Podcast, Instagram at The PYW Podcast, and Twitch at Playing Your Way. Episode 21, Nintendo DS, a very iconic system. Man, you know, if we thought PS2 had some big numbers, let's take a look at those numbers for Nintendo DS. Released in November 2004. That feels early. That feels really early. It does feel early, but it also kind of feels late because that was in the mix between the Game Boy Advance and the GameCube-ish or before, somewhere around there. It's funny because, like, I can't, like, just tell, like, just blurred my memory is on everything. I I had no memory of this being out before the Wii. I like in my oh, head really? in my head like these just came out at like the the exact same time, and that was Dang. definitely not the case. But yeah, yeah. That's, so 2004 feels so early for that. Yeah, it does. But I do remember the DS obviously being in the same breath with the Wii. Um, you know there was they there was some overlap there. But with that being said, no matter when it came out. It is still the second best-selling video game console of all time, selling over 154 million units. That's it's a lot. I don't. There's not much you can say about that. You know, that's that's so much. It is, and it you know, it was a cheaper console because it was portable. It was also portable, so it was more attractive, and you know, it's for families, for kids. Mm-hmm. Which is very impressive, going back to the PS2, that it actually outsold the DS by about four million. The fact that a, you know a home console outsold this portable console is actually pretty impressive. Yeah. But we're we're talking about the DS today, and 154 million is it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I I, I can't help but agree. <laughs> um, and, and to go along with that, there was a little over 1,200 North American games released for the system. And obviously, who can forget, the ability to play Game Boy Advanced games yeah. was genius. <laughs> yeah, I know, like that. It was always it's always nice to see like when a when a game or a console will, in this case a handheld, will think about the previous generation and allow backwards compatibility. It's something that you don't get to see too much of, you know, right. today. Uh, especially when you look at, you know, like what Nintendo and Sony are doing, but I mean, yeah, it was awesome at the time. And I put, I just got to play a bunch of my Game Boy games on a better version of that. Like it was just better to play on that, you know? Definitely. Um, especially when, you know, the Game Boy Advance was still trending and still popular very much. So that, you know, Nintendo did a very smart business move props to them at the time, you know, because sometimes they can make bad ones. To be like, you know, let's let's incorporate that Game Boy Advance. We're not going to undercut our very hot selling console by bringing the new one. We're gonna we're gonna implement the two, and you know, kudos to them. And right. that's probably why there was tons of you know units sold. Like, okay, yeah, I, you know, I love my Game Boy Advance. Let's move on over to the the DS. And it's not like I'm getting rid of the Game Boy Advance. I'm I'm just you know, uh, you know, I'm a- attaching something else to it. Right. So great stuff, great stuff, and. You know, we have a lot to talk about anyways. I do, nonetheless, mm-hmm. about this Nintendo DS because it, for me, it was the second most played system alongside the Game Boy Advance um, in my, you know, in my life growing up. I had a black DS Lite, remember it very vividly, um, and it was phenomenal. Now, w- what would you say your experience growing up with the DS is? Uh, a ton of experience with that. That was... <laughs> I might have put more time into that than the Game Boy Advance, you know. Oh, really? It's it's tough to it's tough to figure out which one was the one I spent more time on. It probably yeah. was the Advance thinking about it, but man, I put a ton of time into the DS too. I had one of the original silver ones. Oh, okay. I might have had two of those actually. The hinges broke on them really easily. We've talked about this before. Yeah, I saw the hinges <laughs> yeah. on these break. And then at one point after the after those ones or just that one, can't remember if it was one or two. Uh, after those broke, I got the black and red DS Lite. Which is funny you bring that up because, you know, after my, you know, video game absence phase for, for years, so probably over a decade, there was 
a time where I kind of got back into retro gaming, 2018, 2019, and I rebought a DS Lite, and it was that red slash black one. I I wasn't too fond of it, but it was the only one that was at the game store at the time. So I'm like, you know what? I really want a DS. Let's get it. No, that color scheme just, it's just great to me. I love it. Yeah. The hinge broke on that one too. Oh, Uh, really? Yeah. Jeez. Those hinges were really, 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 really bad. Dang. Yeah. Um. Good. Good memories. And let, let's talk about those memories. Um. Let's talk about those games that we played as a kid on the DS. And for me, you already know Pokemon's gonna be on here. Uh, Pokemon Diamond, Heart Gold. Which ironically, those that was towards the end of the Pokemon um, life cycle for me, because I. I got those games. I never ended up beating them, and I phased out of Pokemon, phased out of Yu-Gi-Oh, kind of phased out of gaming during that time. But I had them nonetheless. I did put some hours into them. You know they're on there. Of course, along with the Pokemon spinoffs, like we talked about Pokemon Ranger, which I wasn't too big of a fan of because it was a Mm -hmm. spinoff, and I wanted mainline series and Pokemon Troze, which I mentioned in the previous episode, which was like a candy crush for um, Pokemon. But... You got to have Pokemon on the DS. Absolutely. Uh, I played Pearl when I was a kid instead of Diamond. I wish I had gotten into Platinum at some point, but I already had Pearl. just never got it for some reason. Yeah. Uh, But I enjoyed Pearl a lot. I also played Pokemon Ranger and really, I mean, I enjoyed it, you know? Yeah. Like, I thought it was solid. I I know you you don't quite feel that way. Now... Again, this is speaking from my childhood experience. I guarantee if I went back and played it today, I might be like, okay, I kind of like this because, you know, I'm, I'm having a different perspective of I know this is a spinoff. I'm wanting to play a spinoff rather than, right. all right, yeah, mom, thanks for getting me this game. And, I, you know, I love Pokemon, so I'm going to try it out. But, man, I don't like the stylist gimmick and I want a mainline series. Like, I, I'll have a different perspective, different attitude. So I might like it. It wasn't the best game i will admit that but <laughs> i thought it was solid like i thought it was a solid yeah. you know spinoff um i mean played i know you played heart gold when you were a kid i played a little bit of salt silver but that was more as an adult and yeah you, know, you want to know reasons why i dropped that game you can listen to last week's episode or last two week's weeks two weeks episode two yep. weeks ago yeah yep the uh the what we've been playing volume three we go in depth on soul silver so check that out (laughs) episode 19 um yeah and you know going on with this era of the ds i remember very vividly over at my grandparents house and i'm into gaming i always brought over my ds light and um i wanted to go to gamestop i wanted to buy some games what kid doesn't sure and uh, she drives me down the road. We go to GameStop, and I'm just, you know, I'm feeling froggy. I'm, I usually play, <laughs> I usually play Pokemon games of Yu-Gi-Oh, and that's what I stick with. But I'm like, you know what? Let's let's branch out. Let's buy something different. That's and I bought three games that day, <laughs> very unique games. There's no connection except for the fact I bought them on the same day. But Zelda: Phantom's Hourglass, Transformers, okay, and Goosebumps: Horrorland. And they ended up being your favorite games of all time. All three of them. Period. <laughs> Shut the book. <laughs> no. Um, but it, it, I'll say this. It's kind of crazy things come back full circle because specifically with Phantom's Hourglass, a game that I own now and, and, you know, in my adulthood, looking back and realizing this situation scenario back in 2007, 2008, where I went to GameStop and got this game not knowing really what it was at the time and trying it out. And of course, you, I mean, you know me now with the Zoda series mm-hmm. and you know me now with this, you know, Zoda series back then I played it for like 30 minutes, got to a challenging puzzle that I couldn't figure out and put the game down and probably never revisited it. Right. That's my story with Phantom's Hourglass, but I have it now. And, and it's cool to think that, you know, the game that I have on the shelf is that game. And I also just beat spirit tracks, um, which is a game I'll talk about that I played on the DS and I've, I've talked about on a previous episode. But it, it's it's just very fascinating that, you know, life does come back full circle every now and then. Will I, will I play Phantom's Hourglass in the future? I would like to. It's not going to be anytime soon, but I like the thought of it. <laughs> um, I like the setting. I, I like it all. You know, of course, you got Transformers. I was a big Transformers 
fan back then, specifically with the real-life movies, more so than the actual animation. Um, and, of course, Goosebumps. I grew up with the Goosebumps book, so the fact that they had a Goosebumps Horrorland uh, game on the DS, which was kind of like a, like a horror theme park um, scenario. I, you know, I tried it out. It was fun. Um, and that was, a, that was a fun experience back then. I still remember the day, um, and it was a great memory. Yeah, for sure. So, for me, the next game that I wanted to talk about was... <laughs> Unfortunately, it's a game that I wanted to talk about last episode and I completely forgot to bring up. Totally a series that should be uh, revived, but if you want to hear more about that, go check out last week's episode. Chibi Robo Park Patrol was a game that I spent a ton of time with as a kid for a pretty funny reason, actually. It was because I never got to play the GameCube one. And at least I've played it now since then, but when I was a kid, I had never played it. And... It was unfortunate because, like, I saw the game with, like, just like in magazines and stuff like that, and it always super intrigued me. The GameCube version, I really, really wanted to play it, but I didn't have a GameCube, so I never could. So when Park Patrol came out, I finally got a chance to play a Chibi Robo game, and I enjoyed it. I did like I could tell it wasn't as good as the GameCube one, yeah, but it was a Chibi Robo game in a in a slightly different style that worked out pretty well it was something that was really fun and i enjoyed it i had no idea that was the origin story of your chibi robo experience i i didn't get to play chibi robo until i bought a wii yeah and i played it i played it using the backwards compatibility on the on the wii uh with like a old school wireless uh pelican and uh and like a memory card that way yeah that was how i actually got to play got into the original game the first game in the series i played was park patrol wow that's and you know that's the stuff i missed out on when i talk about you know man i only played pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh, call of duty and i missed out on so much more that's the kind of stuff that i'm talking about is like seeing a magazine and and the reason why i mentioned that is because fast forwarding now it's a 200 hundred dollar gamecube game underrated title some would call it a hidden gem mm-hmm. people want this game and they appreciate it if they know about it now and that's something you know as a kid you know people probably missed out on you don't you know they they obviously played it they bought it but it there was a lot more that missed out. So the fact that you saw this and, were, and in real time back then were able to make that decision, that's pretty cool. Uh, let me tell you, I had, like when I was a kid, I had a subscription to Tips and, Trips, Tips and Tricks magazine. Okay. And yeah, I think it came out monthly. And yeah, they would like, they'd put like all the cheat codes into the back. They'd have like some interviews in the front and in the middle, they would like preview games that had been announced or were releasing soon. Mm. And, and like, and that's how I first found out about Chibi Robo was in tips and tricks magazine. Uh, and eventually it, it went out of publishing. Yeah. It stopped happening. I was really upset when that happened, but yeah, that was a, Man. yeah. Pull back the curtain a little bit there. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I, vaguely remember game informer and honestly that's really about the only there was magazines i remember except for shonen jump specifically for the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff but there yeah. was uh there was egm which i i didn't have a subscription to but i liked the concept of it because it had my initials um, oh yeah <laughs> i was like this, cool. i was like this is my magazine it was another <laughs> it was another gaming magazine though that i would look at occasionally yeah, I, I I do wish I could rewind the clock and somehow like be a kid getting Nintendo Power magazine subscriptions. That would be amazing. Wish I still had my old tips and tricks. I think they all got threw out like years ago. Oof. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure eBay has a few you can get for a couple dollars. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I want to spend. <laughs> <laughs> I like them. I don't know that I like them that much to buy them again now. Nostalgia. Come yeah. on, you got it. All right, so. During this time, also, when I'm at my grandparents' house, I remember bringing my DS over um, around 2007, 2008, and I would also have Madden 07, another game I would dabble in, which is ironic. Um, my grandparents were big football fans, so I would always bring that over, and they would kind of help not. me like choose plays. <laughs> but now, back then, I was. Okay. Ironically, I, I'm not a sports fan um, as of, you know, now but back then i was over the top by the philadelphia eagles and you might say okay what's your attachment you live in florida um i just looked at the poster one day and was like i'm gonna choose a favorite team and i chose the eagles (laughs) that's my story not a bad way to do it 
And so, it, but I went all out. I mean, you talk about Eagles shoes, Eagles watch, Eagles, like, <laughs> I had it all. Eagles wallet. Uh, hey, I was ruined for the Eagles, even though there was sure. no affiliation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, of course, the Eagles were what I was choosing in Madden 07, but it was a cool, you know, fun game on the, you know, portably on the DS. Probably, you know, definitely nothing compared to it being on a console, but it was still fun. Now, another unique one as well was the Guitar Hero with the attachment and the pick for the DS, which looking back at it now, I was I was doing some research and coming across this, I was like, oh my gosh, one of those, wow, I forgot this existed moments brilliant the fact that they like created an attachment like this for the ds it's kind of i i I give them the respect the memory of this is slowly coming back to me i never had it but i remember seeing the commercials for it yeah (laughs) brian's doing the the motion right now Uh, but yeah no i i remember that vividly like from the commercials and it was i was like this is an intriguing uh this is intriguing to say the least but i never got it unfortunately yeah no, and ironically, like on Luki Games, the whole package is like $2, including the attachment and the box and everything. I guess a lot of people found it intriguing, but did not buy it like me then. Hey, it was, yeah, but it, well, it probably sold very well. It just holds a little value probably now, but yeah, still a very fun thing to have. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, another game that I played when I was a kid, and I'm sure it I'm sure almost everybody, I don't think you did, but I think almost everybody who had a DS had some version of this game, Nintendogs. Okay. My game specifically was the Labrador one. Yep. And like, it was a dog simulating game. (laughs) I I don't really know what else to say about it. You and your simulators. Yeah, but like that was before I was even like big into like okay. The Sims. I mean, I played The Sims then, like back then, yeah. but not like I wasn't as into it then as I am now. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, just I don't know, just just take my imaginary dog for a walk, give it baths, feed it and whatnot <laughs> and and yeah, and then occasionally I would get bored and would restart the game and st- like I just delete my memory, like my save file and start over. Which Now, yeah. Did you have a gro- a dog growing up? No, no. Uh, Scruffy, who you've met, my uh, my family's dog, was our first actual dog. So this was kind of filling the gap for you. Yeah, but <laughs> we had cats, and I was always more of a okay. cat person. So I okay. Would, like, yeah, so, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, it was it was an interesting game. Uh, maybe maybe that's the next thing they bring back, you know? N- Nintendo Cats? Let's go. Nintendo? Did they... they did they do that? I don't, I don't think they did they, though. <laughs> that now see, bring that, put that on the switch. That'd be something. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah it'd probably sell well. <laughs> Those games do. No, speaking of Nintendo Dogs, because I never had it growing up, but my wife growing up with a DS definitely had Nintendo Dogs, and we currently own Nintendo Dogs with Chihuahua and friends or something along those lines, and mm-hmm. um, she loves that game as well. Yeah, I mean. It was a well-designed dog simulator game. Uh, I'll I'll say that uh, there was a Nintendogs Plus Cats game. Oh, interesting. Okay, now there was also another simulator, pet simulator. Okay, <laughs> and you're gonna bust out laughing when I tell you. Did you play this? I didn't, but I came across it. Okay, probably for like a dollar or two on Luki Games. Um, fish tank. My fish tank or okay. like a fish tank aquarium <laughs> um, like simulator, which is you, you feed the fish <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a f- <laughs> I can't even keep a straight face. Uh, I'm keeping all this in too. <laughs> what is, like, why? <laughs> One day we'll just have it, just have an episode. <laughs> Going through the simulators on the DS and bust out laughing by oh, the yeah, craziness that's out there. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be a DS. Simulators in general, there's yeah. just so many <laughs> odd ones out there. Uh, okay, I'm not even gonna bring it up because I did saw uh, like a like a mock up of one on the Switch, <laughs> and it will make you it'll make you laugh. But I'm not gonna even bring it up on the episode. <laughs> We're gonna keep it PG. But anyways, sure. Yeah. Well, maybe next time. You know. Yeah, maybe next time. One. 
Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, that, yeah. You know, funny thing that was actually my favorite game, uh, Fish Tank oh, really? Simulator. You know, okay, or whatever you called it. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be someone no. listening to this, and they're gonna be so mad. They're gonna be like, be like, this was the best game I have ever played. And you guys would just give it a chance. But no joke. There's like a like a help me quit smoking game on the DS. <laughs> And that's not even a joke. Did it come with nicotine patches? <laughs> I I have to look this up, but I'm serious. There was one. This is a great episode so far. I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, yes, it is called My Stop Smoking Coach with Alan Carr. It is a DS game. Who's Alan Carr? I have no clue, but apparently he specializes in not smoking anymore. Alan Carr quit smoking. Yeah, oh, he wrote a book. Man, we are on a, we are going down a Gosh, rabbit hole yeah. right now. This cover art is phenomenal. <laughs> he made a video game. Wow, that's impressive. Listen, you, you know what? Neither of us have ever made a video game. So, listen, it's for a good cause. I think this should be on every game system. <laughs> no, this is pretty interesting because I don't see this game. Um, I don't see this game on his Wikipedia page being mentioned. Ooh, that's tough. Hey, there's 10 reviews and it's four out of five stars. <laughs> Not bad. Hey, Not it bad. must work. <laughs> All right, let, let's just, hey, you know what? This is completely off topic, but I think it's fitting. Yeah. Let's read one review from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it. Oh, hold on. Oh, wait, hold on. Listen, there's a five star review and a one star review. I'll read the five star. You read the one star. Let so, me start. Okay. This is for My Stop Smoking Coach with Alan Carr, DS game. Five stars. Five months ago. <laughs> five months ago. It says, title, legit got my dad to stop smoking. <laughs> this episode went off the rails so quick. <laughs> it's for the entertainment of all of us. It's going to yes. be a good one. Saying, quote, my dad was very iffy on the subject, not only due to him having smoked for almost his entire life, but also due to him never being much of a gamer. <laughs> However, the user-friendly interface, that's good, yeah. relaxing tone, okay, and important and useful information made it seem less like a game and more like sort of an audiobook, which makes sense, but with more interactivity. My father picked it up quickly and after completing the game once, found himself less compelled to smoke. With another playthrough, he resolved to quit smoking completely and did it. This game saved both my father, <laughs> his marriage, <laughs> oh and God. our relationship as well. Definitely at least worth trying if your loved one is willing to attempt it. Give it a try, man. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's read that one star. Four months ago, uh, one star. Terrible game. I don't smoke, but I cannot imagine it would help in any way. It's simply an ad for Alan Carr's books, offering real testimonies that talk about how great he is. For shit's sake, the, inter <laughs> the entire introduction is just him talking up his books and proven methods. Don't waste your money. There are actually good books and methods to quit smoking. Okay, I like, I like this four fair, star. Fair critique. Or I like this fair five critique. star review where it's a my lungs uncollapsed after playing. <laughs> <laughs> this one star okay, review. I hate it so much. I'm gonna start smoking. Oh gosh. Okay. All right. Um, that was probably the deepest rabbit trail we've ever gone on, and may ever too. go on. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it was worth it because that was very eye opening for me. And let's be honest. I mean. You never know. A game like this is is intended for the good. I'm sure there's actually genuine people who have changed with this game. You never know. Yeah. So I, all the laughing aside, yeah. you know, there is some importance to it because I do hate smoking. I hate cigarettes. I, I, I hate secondhand smoke. But, you know, with all that being said. Yeah, Nintendo DS, right? Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes, Nintendo DS. Um, so the next game I had to talk about was Super Mario 64 DS, uh, yes, the superior version of that game. Yeah. Uh, I'll keep saying it. Uh, 64 DS is just a lot of fun. It, it, 
I haven't looked at it in a while, but I remember it looking good for a DS game. And it was Super Mario 64, but it hadn't, but it had new ways of keeping the platforming mechanics fresh because, you know, you start the game as Yoshi, you have to go save Mario, Luigi, and Wario, and each one of them play different. And you can beat the whole mm. game as, as, as any one of them, you know? Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it a ton. I thought it was just a, a really good game and my preferred way to play the 64 game. Right. And this is one that I did have. Unfortunately, we have put it in the trade-in pile for two reasons. Now, I didn't know that specifically, and I don't know if that would have kept me keeping this game. But, you know, we have it on the 64. We have it on the, you know, 3D All-Stars on the Switch. And we were like, do we really want another copy of Mario 64? Now, again, at least that one does offer something different. But it's one of those things where it's like, all right, let's simplify this collection and let's let's do something. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. So, um, yeah, I might watch some gameplay. I'm, I'm I mean, I love that concept. I think it should probably be implemented more in Mario games. The, the ability characters. to, yeah, more characters to play along through the story. I'm surprised that isn't a thing, but yeah. Well, like, like Galaxy, you can play as Luigi in Galaxy, but he plays the exact same as Mario. So I like, right. I like what they, that they made like each one have their own unique feel and abilities and whatnot. It, yeah. it, was a, it was a good way to do that. Yeah, definitely. So moving on to the last two games that I played as a kid, one being Scribble Knots. Now, mm-hmm. I was doing my research and come, it was one of those aha moments again where I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about this because, I mean, if you played Scribble Knots, and Ethan, I know you have, yes, you know, watching, like remembering those commercials and those trailers marketed as you come up with the word of the very thing you need and it, you create it and you solve those puzzles. Like as a kid, that's amazing. Like that sounds so fun. Fortunately. fortunately it wasn't that intuitive it was really good it like it did a good job of hitting a lot of words that you didn't think it would have right Uh, but a lot of but there was like stuff i was like it's gotta have this and it just didn't (laughs) (laughs) now that was the first iteration on the ds because it's where it came out now there's scribble knots on the switch i believe and i'm sure it's a far enhanced far improved since the ds title so i'm sure there's you know it's much more vast than the ability to really meet that expectation that one would have going into this kind of game Uh, nonetheless i I still enjoyed it for what it was i remember you know i played it put it down played it put it down one of those games i never really saw it all the way through but i love the concept yeah yeah no i mean it's a great concept and I think it executes it pretty well, you know? Yeah. Uh, and again, with later iterations, things got better and better. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think it's a really good game. Um, and then lastly, you know I have to go and talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! Because what podcast episode is any worth without a Yu-Gi-Oh? No, I'm kidding. But no, so on the Game Boy Advance, I probably played every single Yu-Gi-Oh! game on the Game Boy Advance. Moving to the DS, I I can't really say that. I probably played maybe half, um, and we, we'll get into the numbers here in a bit. Um, we're gonna we're gonna play a, a little mini game, not really a mini game, but a pop quiz on um, the DS and and series that existed there. But sure. you know, there's there was um, quite a few Yu-Gi-Oh games on the DS. Didn't play all of them. There's a few that are on my wish list. We'll also get to, but. You know, there were quite a few, and I played, you know, a decent amount. Um, you know, that's just me. Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh! Makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, I never played any Yu-Gi-Oh! games on the DS, but I did play a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! games just in general. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, my last game that I had was a game that I referenced last week a little, uh, Star Fox Command, which, it was fun. I had a lot of fun with it. I really enjoyed yeah, it's tough to talk about it again because we just talked about it a week ago. I <laughs> yeah. really enjoyed like the the branching routes the game had and like the endings they had and the gameplay was just fun and good. I wish they would explore some of those endings because it took the Star Fox like universe to some interesting places with them. Okay, but kind of like Metroid Fusion, they seem too scared to like create games that after that are after those in the timeline, or I mean at least in Star Fox case, they just keep rebooting the franchise. Yeah, I I missed out obviously, um, as I mentioned before on the Star Fox series, but 
I might I might go back at one point and check out those DS titles uh, for Star Fox. Yeah, Command is good. Yeah, Command yeah. is good. Okay. Now, now I know you don't have too many on your list for DS games as an adult, but I have about six that I'll, I'll briefly go over because I mean, this past year I've talked about all of these pretty much. So I'll, I'll just I'll just kind of briefly hit over them. But sure. um, you know, you know, with my story, you know, I, I have those games I dabbled in as a kid. But more so, I missed out on so much. And so as an adult, I'm kind of going back and kind of seeing what I missed out on. And so I have six games that I played as an adult. The majority of these games, if not all, I played this year, except for one I played and beat last year. And that was Super Princess Peach, which I've mentioned. I've also played this year Pokemon Diamond. I revisited that and finished Pokemon Soul Silver, Pokemon Black, Zelda Spirit Tracks. And one that I played and dropped, unfortunately, this year was Professor Layton and the Diabolical Box. Um, I mentioned this on previous episodes. It's one of those series that I want to like, mm-hmm. and I do for the story, but the actual gameplay, the, the tons of mini puzzles that range from easy to very difficult, it's just, it's not for me. So it's one of those that I dropped, but I appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, I am really the only one I've played as an adult would be Soul Silver. Yeah. And like I said earlier, we've we've said yep. plenty about that in recent weeks. So I would recommend checking out those episodes if you want to hear, you know, both of our takes on that. For sure. Now let's reflect on this console today in twenty twenty one because there there's some stuff to reflect on and some stuff that I've learned. I was, I was kind of, it was an eye-opening moment for me for, you know, not this grand eye-opening moment, but some interesting, I did not know that, situations. Um, and one of the notes I made is, you know, the DS has some solid titles once you swim past the shovelware, like we've yeah, been mentioning. Al- Alan Carr's uh, <laughs> Stop Smoking or whatever. My, my Stop Smoking Coach. Yeah. Um, you know, tons of show, just like the Wii, you know, there's some solid titles if you swim past the shovelware. But one of the very, very interesting things that I realized about the DS is, boy, oh boy, did they milk a lot of the series that exist on the DS and exist on the Nintendo platforms as it is. They milked a lot of titles. So let's go down the list. And the last one, I'll have a question for you because it's specific for you. Sounds good. But let's take a look. So you got Kirby. Mm-hmm. You have four Kirby games, which is, that's a decent amount. I mean, uh, I'm there's struggling. only one on the Switch. I can't even think of, I can't think of them. They are very obscure. They are very obscure. So if you want to look that up while we keep talking, you know, there's some surprising titles in there that I don't hear talked about a lot um, for the Kirby franchise on the DS. Now, also, Ace Attorney, mm-hmm. I was kind of blown away by how many Ace Attorney games were on the DS, and there's a total of five of them. I think all of them are on the game uh, on the DS. I don't know if they were. I thought they might have been Game Boy, but maybe they were DS only? I, I think they started on the DS because it seems like it, 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 it looks very clear that they started or at least definitely exist. There's five of them on the DS. That's, that's more, Cur- more than the Kirby. <gasps> I remember this Kirby game, Canvas Curse. Canvas Curse, wow. I remember this. I didn't play it, but I remember it. Uh, yeah, no, you are, uh, you are accurate. There are four Kirby games on the DS. One of them came out, like, they released a Wii one. And then released another DS one like a year later. Makes sense. <laughs> Which, yeah. Um, yeah, Kirby, the, a lot of Kirby games. Ace Attorney. I have played a little Ace Attorney. I just played like yeah. the, the, the collection on Switch. And I beat like the first two games on there. I never beat the third one. I enjoy them. They're pretty entertaining. Yeah. I mean, they're visual novels for the most part. But yeah, yeah they're good games. And that's a series I want to dive into after my backlog as well as kind of dabble in the Ace Attorney series because I checked out the anime a couple episodes and it was it was something I could see hold my interest and, and, and kind of keep my gauge. So it's something I want to check out. I watched like a season and a half of the anime. There's only two yeah. seasons. So Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Now, speaking of Yu-Gi-Oh, like I've mentioned, seven 
Yu-Gi-Oh games on the DS. Yeah, that seems right. Yu-Gi-Oh at its prime. <laughs> I mean, I probably would have guessed like double digits because I know how much yeah. they know that franchise. But yeah, yeah. you know, seven feels right-ish. Now, if you want to talk about milk in a franchise, Sonic the Hedgehog has eight DS titles. Yeah, man. Uh, I have I own like two of them, I think. I was about to say, what's your explanation for eight Sonic games on the DS? And none of them were Shadow. Uh, which is kind of surprising. Because yeah. usually those PS2, GameCube gets, you know, those games get ported it's over. It's a port of some kind, yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah, they dropped the ball there. I'm not gonna lie. You know, eight, sh- eight Sonic games and no, uh, no shadows. No shadow. Darn. Now oh, let's gosh. let's keep that let's keep that number increasing. Eleven Mega Man games. That's a lot of Mega Man. I, as somebody who doesn't play Mega Man, um, I don't know how you would play. Like how like how many years was like the DS like like what's its primary lifespan? Two thousand four to win. Man, I would love to know that answer. I would love to know that answer. Maybe you can check quick. that out. Um, and we're going to con- continue to go through these series, but tons of milking. What was the lifespan of that DS? Oh, Google is telling me 2014. So 10 years. Uh, Sounds about right. Wikipedia says 2013. Um, Google says 2014. Either way, uh, <laughs> they dropped 11 games. I mean, they were churning That's those more than one out. a year. Uh, no, no. Yes. Yes, you're right. It is. You are right. It is. Uh, they were crazy. churning those games out, man. Well, if you thought that was crazy, Pokemon, let's talk about it. We love Pokemon. Okay. Let's combine both mainline, mainline and spinoff. This number has to be a lie. This number has to be a lie. I counted them <laughs> myself one by one. I was so sad that it didn't hit the the twenties, but nineteen games total, both mainline and spinoff Pokemon games on the DS, absurd. That okay, so like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to rattle them off here. Okay. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So we got Diamond, Pearl, yep. Platinum, Heart Gold, Soul Silver, and we have Black, White, Black Two, White Two. That gets me to nine. Okay. Um, Troze is 10, Ranger is 11, uh, Conquest is 12. Oh, hold up. There was some mystery dungeons, weren't there? How many mystery dungeons are there? Let's see. There was one. There was one mystery two, dungeon? Two. Three. Was it Super Mystery Dungeon? Well, that was four. one of them, right? Super Mystery Dungeon was one. I'll go through the mystery dungeon. It was Explorers of Darkness. Okay. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Blue. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of the Sky. And then you have Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Time. Which why is red not on here? If blue well, Blue was I thought blue was was Game Boy. I thought so too, but I I guess they I'm looking at a, a DS one, Blue Rescue Team on the DS. It, what? Red was yeah. Game Boy and Blue was the... What? Thought, okay, we're discovering some stuff here because okay, I thought yeah. both Blue and they Red were, were on the they Game were, Boy. They were a matched pair of games. The Red one was released on Game Boy and the Blue one was released on DS. Why they did that, I I don't know, but that's what they chose to do. Interesting. Huh. Fun <laughs> facts. <laughs> we're we're learning a lot about the DS today. I'm loving it. It's okay. The more, it's good yeah, the more you know. Um Yeah, so I, I was able to name like twelve of the nineteen. <laughs> Alright, real quick, let's name them off. Pokemon Mystery Dungeons, Explorers of Darkness, Pokemon Platinum, Pokemon Soul Silver, Pokemon Pearl, Heart Gold, Pokemon Troze, Mystery Dungeon Blue, Black Version 2, Black. Pokemon Ranger, Shadows of Almia, Pokemon Ranger, Pokemon Mystery Dungeons, Explorers of Sky, (laughs) Pokemon Diamond, Pokemon Ranger, Guardian Science, quite a few Pokemon Ranger games. How can you forget? Yeah, how can you forget about Pokemon Conquest? I said Conquest. Okay. Yeah. Pokemon Dash, Pokemon White. What? White Two, Mystery Dungeon, Explorers of Time, 
And that concludes it. 19. Oh my gosh. That's so that many. is a heck of a lot of games. Oh, so there is a super mystery dungeon that was um, 3DS. Darn it. Ah. Darn gotcha. it. I don't know. Yeah, man. Too much to keep up with. Too much to keep up with. So Just a tiny bit. My question to you is, last episode we talked about... The Sims. <laughs> the Sims spinoff game specifically, but The Sims... And you want you want to see that that franchise just get revitalized and revived with the spin-offs. spin-offs. Yes. Now, this is including both mainline and spin-offs, but there's only I think one or two mainline on the DS. But total combined, mainline and spin-off Sims games on the DS. How many do you think there are? I owned so I owned Sims two, but that was the only Sims game I owned on the DS. Oh man, I'm gonna say there are five of them. I'll let you get one more shot at that. Uh, I'll let you get one more guess. Uh, oh, hold on. Am I close? Am I high? Am not I... even. Oh, gosh. Not even. So you got to go higher? Um, yep. Let's go 12. A little bit closer, but the answer, 16. 16? 16. <laughs> you know what? For the fun, we went with the Pokemon. Let's let's go through this Sims list because I'm curious too. Because if you want to talk about the the simulators that are out there for the DS, <laughs> I mean, now I will say Sims has some pretty cool ones on the DS. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do. But let, let's go through Sims Two Castaway, The I'm Sims Three, oh, The Sims Two. Three was on there. My Sims. Yeah, my Sims. I remember that one. The Herbs, Sims in the City. Oh, a great game. Slim, uh, Sim Animals. Okay, yeah. The Sims 2 Pets. Yeah. My Sims Agents. Look, yeah, I, yeah, I know. I remember that one. Sim City DS. Okay. And of course, they got to make a spinoff of Mario Kart. My Sims Racing. <laughs> now we're getting. Now we're getting a little, little, little interesting. My Sims Kingdom. Okay. Okay. Now we're again to the <laughs> to the the max the the infinity okay. Sim City Creator. Uh-huh. <laughs> Get to create your own city. Okay. Uh, My Sims Sky Heroes. That was a, a crossover game, one. I think. Okay. I think Sky Heroes is another brand. Interesting. Um, you got. <laughs> okay, what? The Sims Two Apartment Pets. That's an entire. You made an entire game on apartment pets. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh, dude! The DS is the best. <laughs> okay, two left. My Sims Party. Okay. <laughs> and lastly, if you want to throw a wrench in the system, Sim Animals Africa. <laughs> because Sim Animals wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah oh my god there was like three <sighs> there was like three sims two pets on there like yep like, <laughs> i just don't now maybe that's why the spinoffs went away <laughs> <laughs> i am kind of interested in this sims two castaway being on like kind of like a, i played that on the wii deserted was, island how was that interesting it was interesting i enjoyed it uh i only rented it i didn't own it um yeah. but <laughs> yeah it was definitely an intriguing game you had to like build rafts to go to other islands and stuff. It was it was neat. Good stuff on the DS. Now, ironically, the most expensive DS game um, in general, but specifically on Luki Games, is a twenty six dollar game called The Herbs Sim City. Is that just Sims DS games or or? No, yeah, just on the DS. Okay, Herbs is the most expensive Sims one. I was about to say. I was, I was... I was like, you're not telling me that's the most expensive DS game. Like, that can't be. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, you know, I don't know how eye-opening it was to you, but I, I was kind of amazed by how much they milk series on the D. Like, it's kind of, oh, yeah. it's very interesting. It, it, it turns out kids buy games, or kids' parents buy games. <laughs> and uh, Crazy. <laughs> and if they play them or not, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> 
<laughs> they got the money nonetheless. Yeah. So let's continue on with the, with a few final thoughts on my end, reflecting on the console today in 2021. Again, fantastic idea to include the Game Boy Advance slot. Oh yeah. Kudos to them for doing that. Um, and of course, it's a portable system. Nintendo has always always excelled at their portable system, and and this was the the peak for that. And I think we're seeing a revival with the Switch in that sense. Mm-hmm. But you know, awesome thing with portable. Uh, now, my one issue with with the DS, you know, looking back on it, twenty twenty one, especially playing games like Spear Tracks, uh, I've I've never been a fan of Nintendo forcing their new gimmicks with with you know with their new gimmicks and games, specifically with the DS, with the touchscreen and the stylus having to be you know mandatory instead of an option for a lot of these games. Again, like in Spear Tracks, you don't use the D-pad, you don't use A, you, you don't use, you know, yeah. any of the the press buttons. You, It's only the stylus. That's how you walk. That's how you attack. That's how you do all things. It's, it's you know. I, I don't mind. I didn't, I, I enjoyed the touchscreen. I thought it was pretty unique because it wasn't, I think it, it wasn't the first thing to do that, but it was one of the earliest yeah. like gaming products to do that that I can remember. I get where you're coming from on forcing like movement through the touchscreen. I think that's a bad idea. Uh, but yeah, like if if it if like those games had the option to move people with the D-pad too, I think they would just be much better games in general. Absolutely. Now, you know, I definitely applaud Nintendo for always trying to think outside the box and coming up coming up with something fresh and new. Sometimes though, they're they're so gimmicky that they're finicky. Mm-hmm. Which affects the gameplay, which affects your experience enjoying the game. So it all it all drips it down, unfortunately, in yeah. some cases. So oh, yeah, I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have any final thoughts on the DS in 2021? Yeah, I think it's good. It's good. You know, <laughs> buy it. I know. Hot take. Hot take. The DS was good. Um, <laughs> don't, I don't I don't know that I'm gonna tell someone to buy it because I don't know I don't know what the cost is on that right now. It's now the DSs are fairly cheap. My recommendation um, is get a 2DX XL or even a 3DS, so that way you have the 3DS library yeah. and the DS library. That's your best bet, and that's what I re- would yeah, recommend. I mean, yeah, I love my my 2DS XL. It's awesome, but yeah, I mean, I think there's still some really interesting games to go back and take a look at. I would still, you know, at some point, I want to go through like Black and Black Two. You know, yeah. Like, like I, I, those are there's still games on there that I haven't played and I would love to maybe play uh, Park Patrol again at some point. Who knows? Uh, yeah. But but yeah, no, it's there's a lot of good games on there. It had a really good run. Yeah, it did. And to kind of finish out this episode with my wish list, um, I only have five games on the wish list for me. Um, actually six if I want to combine two Yu-Gi-Oh games, which I'll talk about. Yu-Gi-Oh 5D's World Championship 2011, and that's not something I I, I played, but it's something I realized Yu-Gi-Oh fans hold this game to be a really good game, and it's one of the most expensive Yu-Gi-Oh games in general, and especially on the DS. Um, and I, I'm not entirely sure the reasoning behind why this is a good game, but I've checked out gameplay and, and it looks pretty good. It's it, again, it's based on the 5D generation, which is kind of where I left off of, right. which I'm okay with. It, it's I have the least amount of experience, but I I do kind of like that universe of 5D, so I want to check that out, including also Yu-Gi-Oh Nightmare Troubadour, um, which is based on the first generation. I, I've been told that's one of the one of the earlier. Um, great first generation games especially on the ds um, i want to check that out but enough Yu-Gi-Oh talk let's dive deeper into more um, obscure titles for sure um the legendary starfy it's one i had a, had my eye on for a while now and it's an underrated one i would say it's probably a hidden gem but it's a 2d platformer which is why i'm kind of hesitant on this one um we're gonna see if yeah. i actually end up picking this one up because in the past few months i've realized okay i i i'm not yeah i'm not jumping up on on i'm not buying platformers left and right like i used to i'm i'm gonna give it some time so understandable and you know it's basically a star it looks kind of like it looks like a star that would be in like the mario universe but i feel like i've 2d platformer person before yeah it's it's a very interesting i'm very curious the kind of the origins of this um character but Hmm. yeah i don't know um i don't even know the company that made it it's the fifth game in the series oh very interesting sure 
Yeah, the legendary Starfy. Also, we've talked about this game in the past. Sonic Chronicles: The Dark Brotherhood. I know you have your um, shadows in this game. This. Yeah, so you love it, right? <laughs> it's it's the best game and the second best game in the franchise. Um, <laughs> yeah, it it's a game. It exists. Uh, I think it would be very entertaining to see you play it. Well. Unfortunately, you know, unless I emulate, you won't be able to unless you sit on the couch with me and watch me play it on the DS. But yeah, Sonic Chronicles, yeah, it's um, you know, a turn-based RPG for Sonic. That sounds intriguing. Sign me up eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Sonic Chronicles two left, Solar to Robo, which is an action adventure game, one of the more expensive retro games that exists, but especially on the DS, it's one of the more expensive titles probably top five top I three like, i feel like i've heard you talk about this one before i've talked about this one and shout out to adam from the good bad yeah, and the backlog because he picked up this game i'm pretty sure fairly cheap whether it's from a thrift store flea market or somewhere or store um and has it it from what i've did, it's a hidden gem it's a solid title it's an underrated title but it's an expensive title so we'll see if i ever get my hands on it and lastly, Blue Dragon Shadow Awakened, which is an RPG. That's another expensive game on the DS that um, is based on, you know, it's on the Blue Dragon series, which the only other one I know of is on the 360, which I think is also another expensive title for the 360, interestingly enough. But, you know, these are games that I've checked out, kind of done my research and like, okay, that's interesting. I would like to play it and they're on my wish list. Makes sense. I think I got a Blue Dragon game on 360. Currently have one? I think it's in my. I think I'm. It's in the box I'm staring at right now. I think. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um. But yeah, th- that's you know that's the legacy of the DS. Um. I didn't realize we would have this many laughs and this many rabbit holes, but I'm yeah. here for it. Definitely not how I envisioned this episode going, but no. Yeah. But, um, I'm here, yeah. I'm here for it too. If you enjoyed this episode, one, thank you for listening. Two. Let us know what your thoughts are. You know, what's your history with the DS? What are some titles on your wish list? What are some titles that you played as a kid? Let us know your thoughts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at PYW Podcast, Instagram at The PYW Podcast, and Twitch at Playing Your Way on One Word. Thank you for joining us this week, and we'll see you on the next. See ya.